Welcome to Charisma Connection. This is Steve Green in the Charisma Podcast Network. We have a special guest with us today, and his name is Peter Aiello, who is an author of Hidden Treasure. Peter, welcome to CPN. How are you? Just fine. Just fine. Well, great. Tell me about your book. It was something I felt I needed to do because of the way I came to the Lord, and I didn't really hear too much about uh, this idea of surrendering to the Lord. And that's the reason why I wrote the book. So it, a lot of it has to do with my personal testimony and then a lot of, uh, shall we say, psychology and theology associated with what I found in the Word. The whole idea of surrendering and uh, letting letting go of yourself towards the Lord. And that's the, that was the main difference that I found between the Bible and what I had been had been doing with the Eastern philosophy for a few years. How do you think that a modern American, busy, working hard, trying to make ends meet, raising kids, going to work. How do we learn surrender? How how does a man or a woman surrender today? Okay. This, there were some scriptures that I used that were very important to me uh, that I put together. You know, the, probably one of the main ones here is, uh, you know, Philippians 4, 5 through 7, where it talks about uh, to be anxious for nothing. And then and, and it speaks of the peace of God, which passes all understanding. I found that to be one of the initial scriptures that I noticed that gave me a clue as to what I needed to do towards the Lord. And another one was uh, the First Peter uh, 5, 5 through 7, where it talks about humbling yourself under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all of your care upon him, for he cares for you. I think those were the two main scriptures that I used as a basis for my surrender. But it was more of an inner surrender, you know, of your cares, Mm -hmm. your worries. I was in my mind most of the time prior to surrendering to the Lord. And I found this type of surrender to be extremely useful for me. Okay. It brought me to a different level. Well, do you think the average American, just the worker, you know, living on Main Street, trying to get it done, do you think that that they can surrender to the Lord and and do it on their own? I did. And okay. I, Tell us about that trip. Tell us about that trip. It's not easy. It's sad that the process itself is extremely easy. It's the willingness to want to do it to that extreme. Okay. Where you're casting all of your care. And another important scripture was the Proverbs 3, 5, where it talks about uh, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not at your own understanding. See, one scripture says to uh, cast all of your care. This says don't lean on your own understanding. Mm. And then there's an interesting one, in, even in the Old Testament, in Isaiah. Let the, first, the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return unto the Lord. Isaiah 55, 7 through 9. Those were scriptures, and then another one, Isaiah 26, 3 and 4. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusts in thee. So putting all those scriptures together uh, apparently told me what I needed to do. And when I tried it, I had my uh, infilling. And I was walking down the street. There was nobody laying hands, nothing, nothing. So uh, I wasn't a preacher, obviously. I wasn't even uh, going to any church or anything like that. It, it all seemed to happen by coincidence and by accident. You know, it felt that way anyway. Sure. That's why I was so, so surprised when the experience happened. Because I was walking down the street, there was nothing, mm. nothing else there. I wasn't in church or anything. And you just surrendered. I didn't even know, 
if any church even preached this type of thing. It was, hmm. it was my way of, I wanted inner peace. Okay. You know, I, I tried to do it the Eastern way, and that was actually very helpful for me. And then when I found these verses in the Bible, well, it kind of told me how the biblical way of going about it. And I tried it, and it worked. But actually, you know, I, w- I went for about a year or so uh, wondering if I should uh, try it. I was starting to piece all this together, and then one night I just decided I'm just going to try it. Either either that or just let go of uh, all of the Bible uh, stuff I've did, I've been reading about a year and a half, year year and a half before. So what do you mean try it? Try it. I wanted to try the surrender. Okay. The surrender itself, the casting of my care. What I did was I just quieted my mind with an attitude of trust towards the Lord, and that's what I, and, and then that's where I had my infilling. I did a sinner's prayer just before that, just mm-hmm. you know to cover all my bases. Mm-hmm and committed myself to a belief in the resurrection. I wasn't even sure if I even really believed in God at the time, but I wanted to try it. And for some reason, the Lord just uh, blessed it, Uh, you know, mightily as far as I'm concerned. So you're literally walking down the street, and this happens to you. In fact, I was in the I told you in in that little thing there, I was in the... Uh uh, I had two beers in the bar, and the Eastern philosophy people meditate and stuff to to, uh, try to get rid of all their stuff. I did it uh, in this way through surrendering myself to the Lord, and it worked. And of course, like I said, I wasn't uh, any kind of a minister or anything like that. In fact, I had stopped going uh, to the Catholic Church about 10 years before. Mm-hmm. They never taught anything like this. And then another thing, uh, after the experience, I started looking for churches to go to, to where I thought maybe somebody might understand what, uh, what happened. So I started going to Pentecostal churches. But even there, it was uh, a little touch-and-go. But uh, in my case, it was strictly a mental thing. And then, obviously, it affected my life. But, you know, in the terms, I stopped carousing. But I didn't quit my job or move some other place or anything like that. I pretty much kept my prior lifestyle, you know, except for the, I'll call it the sin aspects of it. So uh, if you want to, you know, talk about for the average person, that's been me, you see, all along. And I never found, really found a church that I was totally comfortable with. But there, is, there must be some, there is some historic precedent for it, but uh, I never knew it at the time because I was just curious about the you know, casting my care and that type of thing without even knowing if anybody, anybody else ever did it sure. at the time. Well, Peter, tell us a little bit more about Hidden Treasure and maybe some of the responses you've gotten from readers. Like the beginning of it, because a part of it is my my testimony, but I do get into a lot of theology too. You know, the place of the of the Mosaic Law and Christianity. You know, whether it's uh, we're still bound by it and that that type of thing. So there is a, a lot of theology in there too. So what will the book do for me if I read it now? What do you think? Say, if you were saying to me, Steve, I want you to read this book. Here's what how it's going to help you. What would you say? Uh, I wrote it for the purpose of getting people connected in a, in a serious way to the Lord. That's my purpose for writing it, to get them connected through the whole surrender process. And Because uh, it worked so well for me, but why wouldn't it work well for anybody else? Mm-hmm. That was my reason for, for writing it, to sh- show people this is how you connect with the Lord, how you uh, make yourself humble towards the Lord, because God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. 
And this is my idea of what humility actually is. And uh, I have a quote here. Let's see. If you live after the flesh, you shall die. But if you, through the Spirit, mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. It tells people how to uh, mortify the deeds of the body using the Spirit of God, through yielding to the Spirit of God. Because we can't do it ourselves. You know, people like who go to AA, they can, maybe they'll abstain, but a lot of them don't do it through the power of God. Through the power of God, through the yielding to the Spirit. Again, it's a, it's a continuation of surrender. There's the initial surrender where you receive. And then when you have that uh, capacity, that, uh, that power within you, then you can use it to mortify the deeds of the body. That's what it's used for. It's not, uh, I, don't, I, I never got too much into the, uh, what they call the manifestation of the Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit. If I have those, it's fine. I think the fruit of the Spirit is for everybody. In fact, I think what I'm talking, what I'm talking about is actually the fruit of the Spirit, because those are all personal qualities, love, joy, peace, self-control, or temperance, whichever word you want to use. I prefer temperance because... It's not total self-control because you're yielding to the spirit. You're using the spirit to mortify the deeds of the body. That's a very important part of it. So yielding to the spirit is a continuation of the uh, initial surrender. And that's what I encourage in people in my book. That's why I wrote it. So if I can understand surrender, how difficult is it to stay surrendered? It's one thing to, to do this. How hard is it to stay surrendered? In my experience that I had at that point, uh, it's sort of like the Lord put me in a in a permanent state of surrender. That's what happened. Wow. It scared the daylights out of me when it happened for a couple of seconds, because I felt like my head was going to pop. My whole upper body filled up like a balloon, and I felt like my head was going to pop. And after a couple of seconds, it simmered down, and I noticed I had uh, all of this peace and strength that I'd never had before. And my and all my impulse to act out sexually was gone. Wow! And that happened in seconds. I'm not talking about over a period of time or anything like that. Those were the immediate results of the unconditional trust in God, the surrender that I had. So I was serious that I was going to surrender all to the Lord. In fact, I told Him uh, just before I did it. That, uh, okay, Lord, I'm not going to think, worry, desire, lust after, desire, you know, you know, lust after anything anymore because I trust you. And then I quieted my mind with that attitude. I threw my mind out in trust towards the Lord, and, that, and then I had my experience. And, and it put me in this place where now all I have to do is just yield to the Spirit. So you've been living a life of total surrender since the 70s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and, good. you know, the temptation comes in to worry or fantasize, you know, and this and, and that. But uh, it's all for, I'm resisting from a position of strength rather than weakness. So you have to make a daily choice to stay in surrender. Not a daily choice. Uh, uh, no, huh? I, I, won't, I wouldn't put it that way. It's not a daily choice because it's always there. And yet sometimes it gets tested. But it's not, no, it's not something I wake up in the morning and say, okay, Lord, I surrender. It's not just a, a verbal thing. This is a very, it's a very passive kind of a uh, spirituality. Okay. And that's another word that probably Pentecostals don't like very much, is mm-hmm. about passive. It's a very rece- passive, receptive type of a, uh, 
it's almost like the uh, the less we try towards the Lord, the more the further we get. Because we have to, it was sort of like presenting a void for Him to fill. Hmm. That's what passivity is in my in my mind. You're making yourself like a vessel for God to fill when you cast all of your junk on Him. But then they put you in a place of of the fruit of the Spirit, in a sense, and, they, and where all you have to do is yield to the Spirit, and you're and you're there most of the time, unless, like I say, you get tested or something like that, and you have to uh, reassert it. Like if a worry comes into my mind or something, it wants you know. I have to I'd say, okay, I I can't let this go on. I just uh, allow try to allow the Lord to just uh, dissipate it as much you know as fast as He can. So it does get tested in okay. different ways. But I, I've always felt totally unique, and I'm not supposed to be that way. Hmm. Totally unique, because right. I don't think that's I, because I did every, it was every, everything was extremely scriptural, very biblical. It wasn't like. Uh, I did something that was uh, weird, or maybe it's weird by today's standards. But uh, no, I've I've always felt very unique in my uh, in my experience, and uh, and, I, and I wrote the book so that, you know hopefully other 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 people would experience the same thing, because I don't yeah. want to be unique in it. I understand. Do you teach <laughs> this to friends to friends that you come in contact with? Do you try to teach them surrender? Oh yeah. I'm always, uh, you know, whenever I can get in a conversation with, about the Lord, and most of the time it's uh, natural. It's not like uh, I'm out there uh, pushing it. But a lot of times, you know, conversations get about how how do you deal with our, you know, our human weakness, our law of sin, what we call original sin now. And mm-hmm. this is what I tell them, you know. And uh, sometimes I go into more detail. Other times, well, maybe I don't think it's the time to do. Uh, I don't actually, most of the time, I don't like to actually describe the experience because I'm always afraid that people think they're going to have to have the same thing that I, I got or else they're not right with God or something like that. So I'm always, right. I'm always a little reluctant about that. But I do always t- uh, t- try to talk about how I arrived at that point. And then what the Lord does with you at that point, that's, uh, that's, his, that's his problem. Sometimes I'll minister, like I go to this, uh, uh, this actually it's a Catholic group, it's like a 12-step, and I minister there, and I try to encourage the Catholics there to, uh, in the same way I'm talking to you right now, to do a surrender. They're not into that. I wasn't. You know, I grew up Catholic the first 20 years and never heard anything about that. Although it was kind of interesting, when I was about 19, I read that whole account about the lilies of the field and the Gospels, you know, where Christ says... What can you add to your stature by being anxious? You can't add anything to your stature. I remember at the time I was going through what Catholics call a scrupulous conscience. You know, you're always worried about whether you commit sin or not. And uh, when I read that, it sounded to me like, hey, I'm not supposed to worry about anything according to what's written here. And I did get a glimpse of my spirit, my subsequent spirituality, even at 19 years old, but I didn't go with it because there was no support for it at the time, never heard about it. But here it sounded like the lilies of the field was telling, me, telling us that we're not supposed to worry about anything. But I'd, I was very attracted to that. Uh, even at 19, I was very attracted to that idea. Our guest at Charisma Connection has been Peter Aiello, and it's been exciting to hear your view of personal surrender. Tell me how our listeners can get a hold of your book. It's on my website for free. Okay. Uh, on The website is hiddentreasure.website. 
hidden treasures all one word right. dot website hidden treasure dot and website then, and then they can always get it through uh, charisma charisma media through creation house right and actually the website has actually more than the written because I on, on the website I can keep adding more and more to it so there's more in the website than there is in the book itself but the essential content is the same you know uh, there's no major you know no major changes in anything okay well, this is the Charisma Connection. I'm Steve Green, and we want to thank our guest, Peter Ayello, for visiting with us on hiddentreasure.website. Go get that book for free right now, hiddentreasure.website. God bless you, Peter, and to our listeners, we'll see you next time. God bless you. This has been a production of the Charisma Podcast Network. Steve and Joyce Strang are the founders and owners of CPN. Dr. Steve Green is the executive producer of the Charisma Podcast Network. We intend to honor God with every podcast and remain thankful to our advertisers and supporters who make these podcasts possible.